Welcome to the Elevate Her podcast. I am your host, Liana Salazar. And I'm your co-host, Elida Ojeda. Thank you for joining us on episode four of today's podcast. Our guest is Aliyah Castro. She is going to be talking with us today about mental health as it relates to teenagers, things that parents can look out for and be aware of as she shares her own personal story with her own personal struggle. Thank you, Aaliyah, for joining us. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you today? I'm doing good. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I know sometimes sharing our story can be a little stressful and um, just putting ourselves out there. So thank you for the courage of doing this. But um, yeah, let's just dive in and get started. Thanks for having me. Of course. So I wanted to start off just by kind of, as it relates to mental health, um, we all obviously know that adults aren't the only ones who struggle. So tell me, what are some signs and symptoms that parents should be looking out for as it relates to mental health in their teenagers? Uh, Based on my personal experience and uh, friends that also deal with mental health, I noticed that... uh, Teens have trouble sleeping or oversleeping. Some signs that I've noticed that teens deal with is reduced ability to concentrate, excessive fear and worries or extreme feelings of guilt, mood changes such as the highs and lows, withdrawal from daily day activities from friends and family, uh, always tired with low energy, major changes in eating habits, alcohol and drug use, and trouble relating to others and other people's situations. And I I could say that um, the reasoning for these is because when you're dealing with mental health, you kind of put yourself in a negative state of mind and you tend to look things more from a negative point of view rather than a positive. And when you're dealing with mental health, you feel like as if you're alone. So you sometimes sleep the problems away. Or for instance, drug use. Some kids do drugs in order to numb the pain and forget what they're dealing with at home. Uh, kids d- struggle with concentrating because they're so wrapped around what's going on inside their head, either thinking about their current life situation or their traumas or their pains from the past or what somebody said to them. Concentrating is very hard when you have a lot on your mind and this impacts a lot of your relationships and how you work around school and how you go to work and it could be really hard sometimes and it could be really hard when people don't see those signs yeah so like in your own personal story with the things that you've gone through have you noticed that these are some of the things you battled you know whether in the past or even now yes um A big one that I struggled with was oversleeping. Uh, When when I feel like really sad and hopeless, I tend to sleep a lot. 
in order to forget or escape from whatever is going on yeah. in my daily life. Yeah. Especially because when you sleep, it's like your mind doesn't go. And sometimes you just want those thoughts and those voices to just like shut up. So you're like, I'm just going to go to sleep. I don't want to yes. deal. Right. Yeah. Yes. Or, and as parents, I mean, do you feel like some parents can look at that as like their kid is lazy or they can look at it like you don't have any motivation to do anything like what's wrong with you like is yeah. there any advice you could give to like a parent when it relates to that uh one advice i would like to say for parents is to be more open-minded and to really listen to what their kids are saying listen to the type of music or the posters are in the room because every kid I've known at least something is signaling that they need help yeah and I feel music is a big way of communication and uh, try to be more understanding and not just think it's defiant or they're not behaving sometimes mental health like really affects how you do your daily tasks for me, for instance, I, I love cleaning. Uh, it's my healthy coping skill, but when I'm in a really dark place, it feels like homework or an extra task or even a chore to even take a shower. Uh, it's hard to clean, especially when you're in a low place because you have no motivation. You, you're using all your motivation on trying to stay alive. Yeah. So when parents say, oh, you're just lazy, that impacts and hurts your child very much because now they're feeling they're not good enough and not worthy, and now they feel like now they're doing something else wrong. Yeah. And the best advice I could say for those situations is maybe go in the room, open the blinds, let the fresh sun in, open the window, and be present with your kid and help them clean. Yeah. Because... Maybe even, like, just going out for a walk with them and, you know, and I feel like sometimes parents think they have to have, like, all these right answers, but I feel, personally, that if you just go, you don't even need to talk about what's going on, just being present, asking about their day, maybe just taking some time out, um to go for a walk or go for a bike ride or something that's just gonna help get your child out of that fuck, right? Yes. Would you agree? I agree. Uh, quality time is a great tool to use, especially with kids with mental health because during those stages they feel alone and they feel depressed and they just want love. Yeah. And yeah. nine, 10 of the times they're the parents are usually more focused on work or their lives that when by the time they're older they don't really think to oh let's go out for ice cream yeah but no us teens we're we're kids but we're adults at the same time mm -hmm. and it's a very hard stage for us because we're still a kid but we're still an adult at the same time, but adults just want us to be responsible and prepare us for the future, but sometimes they don't 
they don't notice what's really going on in the present like moment. Like finding that balance, right? Like yeah. the balance of knowing that I still need a parent, but yet I know that I am, you know, sufficient enough to go to school and have a job and all those other things. Yeah. What about social media? How does social media affect mental health for teens? Social media, I feel, is a very beautiful and a very negative thing. Um, I was around 12 years old when I first downloaded Snapchat and Instagram. And it was fun at first, you know, the funny filters, communicating with friends from afar. It was nice. But the negative about it is that on social media, people tend to always show just the good and just like this fake persona of like happiness and money and friends. So teens with like mental health, they'll like compare themselves to these people and it it brings them down and then they get really depressed. And uh, it can also be negative too because there's a lot of bullying Mm -hmm. and it can be a lot easier to do online bullying than in, in person. So I feel that social media, if you're dealing with mental health, I suggest you take a break from social media, delete TikTok, delete Instagram, delete Snapchat for two weeks, um, and just stop comparing yourself to others because 90% of the time, the life they're showing you on Instagram is not their actual yeah. life. They only want you to see the good. Girl, you're preaching to adults too, because I'll tell you what, even adults that suffer from insecurities or whatever, it could be detrimental to them too. Like I just feel like social media as a whole is just, man, we didn't have it growing up. And I'm so glad we didn't because I can't even imagine how it is now with the bullying and, you know, all of that. Like it's, it's so sad. It's so sad. But you're absolutely right. I think as teens and kids, it's probably so much harder because you don't know how to regulate your emotions just yet. And you don't know, you know, how to decipher reality sometimes versus, you know, highlighted real. Another example is that on social media, teens put their worth depending on social media, how many likes you got, how many followers, how many messages, like Mm -hmm. teens put their whole life on social media and it's sad because in a way they're also as well just showing the good instead of their reality so now they feel like deep down oh this isn't my life and then they fall into depression again or why why don't I have views am I not good enough like yeah this generation nowadays I feel like we put all our worth into social media what other people think and what other people think Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's not healthy anymore I don't see teens going outside to the parks anymore yeah now 
everyone's just on their phones and like people ignore each other. They don't know how other. to communicate, right? Like communicate. no one knows how to have conversation. You sit at a dinner table. I can't tell you how many times I go to a restaurant and I see a family sitting there and nobody's talking to each other. Even the parents are on the phone and it drives me crazy. Like it drives me insane. Put your phones down and have conversation. Use this time to be together. Like I, yeah, I agree with you on that a hundred percent. Time is the most valuable thing in life and I feel that with this generation uh we don't appreciate it as much because of social media mm-hmm. and we're so focused on a screen rather than the re- people that are in people. front of us yeah. yeah which is also another sign parents if you say your child's always on the phone Maybe they're always on the phone because that's their coping skill. They're escaping from whatever they're dealing with personally. So they'll go on social media and talk to friends or vent to people or find music to relate to. Or sometimes maybe on their phone they're getting bullied and you don't know. And that's why they're all wrapped around on their phone. So what would you suggest that a parent would do in that sense like do you think taking that child's or that teen's phone away would be beneficial to just kind of give them a break to distance from it or as a teen how would you want to be you know if it was if you if that was your situation like what do you what how would you want if I'm being honest every time I don't have my phone is when I'm the most happiest because uh Without your phone, you you learn to be more present and to learn to do other things other than going on TikTok. Yeah. Like, now I have time to journal or read a book or dance in my living room or find a new thing to cook. Rather now, when you have your phone, you get, you're more likely to get distracted. Yeah. Man, these phones are like the devil (laughs) what about school how does school affect your mental health school affects your mental health in many many ways because one you're obligated to go you need you need to get good grades that's what society tells you you need to get a scholarship um you're not cool if you don't have friends or you get judged based off the clothes and shoes you wear. Um, you got to worry about what others think of you. You got to worry about what your reputation, how the teachers view you. And I feel like that impacts us teens a lot in a way because um, your parents, they're not really present with your school. They, they just has these expectations for you and you have to figure it out yourself. You have to advocate for yourself and put the responsibility on for yourself, which is a good, useful tool for later on in your life, but sometimes it, it can become overwhelming. And uh, teachers, their job is to teach, and sometimes teachers aren't really understanding of behavior they call disrespect like sleeping in class or being on your phone but in a way school can be in a good impactful way because you're also 
leaving your painful or your daily environment and you get to spend time in a space where you can worry about school rather than what's going on at home. Yeah. So it's almost like an escape, but if it's if you're not one of those students that is popular or has lots of friends, then it could also be another place that brings more stress, yeah. right? Like really Man, I don't know how teens do it these days cuz I I know back in our day, I mean, we obviously I don't feel like bullying was anything as it is now. I mean, I know it was around, but not as prevalent as it is now. And it's like just I fear kids have to worry about shootings. Kids have to worry about, you know, is my school going to have, you know, and I don't know, do you ever worry about that or um, is that not something you think too much about? Well, I do worry about that. Like when I go to school, I worry about like if there's going to be a lockdown, how would I escape? Like they expect us to sit in a corner of the room with the lights off. Uh, That makes me very anxious because I know that won't save my life. And I feel like teachers are more concerned about attendance or a score on on a paper rather than their mental health or why they're sleeping in class or... Do you sleep in class? I I don't I don't sleep in class. <laughs> I'm only asking because you keep saying that. I'm like, oh, do you sleep in class? No, <laughs> I, I don't sleep in class, but uh, I do see a lot of students sleep in class, um, and I assume it's because they can't get enough sleep at home, yeah, or they're stressed out and sleeping's their comfort. Like yeah, like one or two times. Okay, that could be just because you're tired but if if it's a common thing come on the teachers need to communicate with the students rather than just punishing them yeah yeah that makes sense that makes sense um what about I know we we talked we uh, we you and I obviously share and talk a lot um when we have time together you mentioned something about self-love and how that can help with mental health how did it work for you what do you suggest um, one thing I noticed is when I was going through a lot of pain and suffering, it was when I didn't love myself or didn't put myself first. Um, I put other people's problems before mine. Uh, I fell into deep peer pressure and I always felt like I wasn't enough for anything. But I've learned to accept my flaws and and I learned to focus on me rather than everyone else Mm -hmm. and I feel like parents need to also understand that point of view as well because they say to kids oh don't be selfish but I I personally don't think it's selfish if it's putting your needs and mental health first and ways you can learn to love yourself is doing things that make you feel good. For instance, uh, helping an elder person bring groceries upstairs or moving your body, it releases durfian inside your brain, makes you more happy, or maybe change up your style, maybe take a risk, color your hair, wear something you never worn before, try new things, be open-minded, uh, give positive affirmations every day. And if you notice you have a lot of self, 
uh, negative talk, any negative thing you say about yourself or in general, say three positive affirmations back because your mind has a lot of power and if you strongly believe something, more than likely it will come true. Yeah. And I feel like don't don't prioritize other people's happiness to make you happy because in the end you only have yourself at the end of the day and loving yourself will not only help you but it'll help others it'll help and inspire them to love themselves and to respect your boundaries it will help make wiser and more smarter choices um, you'll be more confident in the things you do and you'll have better motivation and more drive to do things independently. Yeah, it really helps to not have all that extra burden and stress because at the end of the day, like you said, I mean, it's you versus you, right? Like, yeah. Um, well, I appreciate you and your story and sharing and all of that. Is there anything else that you want to add or anything you want to say that might help whether it's a teen listening or a parent listening with a teenage child um advice i like to give is some healthy coping skills i've learned through uh, my years of dealing with mental health is going outside i know sometimes you want to stay in your bed and just sleep all day but trust me your your body craves the fresh air, the beautiful sun, or even the beautiful bright stars, just go outside. Even if it's for 10 seconds, take a deep breath, go for a walk, kiss your dog, go hug a tree, just whatever you do, make sure you go into nature in some shape or form. Moving your body helps so much with eating, helps so much with regulating out your mind. It Basically, working out or just moving your body in general releases what they call a happy chemical releasing, releasing in your brain. So everyone has different passions, either if it's basketball, volleyball, dancing, whatever makes you happy, do what makes you happy and not what people want you to do. Yeah. And then for parents, I mean, what I've taken from this is like really be patient with your kids, talk with them, um, spend time with them. Advice for parents is be more cautious of what you say to your kids because kids with dealing with mental health, they tend to uh, really think or overthink your, your statements or your comments you make to them. And... I know it could be hard and, and it can get frustrating dealing with mental health, but trust me, being patient and saying more cautious comments to your teens go a long way. For example, instead of saying, oh, why are you so lazy? Be like, hey, I notice you've been going through a lot. I'll help you clean your room or say I love you instead of everything they're doing wrong or ask them how you can help or tell them they're not alone or spend more time with them even if it's just sitting on the couch. Yeah. 
Love it. Just prioritize time with your kids because time is very valuable and we appreciate a lot when parents do spend quality time with us and it helps. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and sharing. Um, If there's anyone out there that has questions or wants to reach out, Ali and I both are here to help support any way we can. And we hope that parents, you love on your teens a little extra harder and teens that may be listening. We hope that you go outside and get some fresh air and that you find that self-love within you. Thank you. Have a great one. Satisfied